Good morning to you. Uh, well, we've made it to midweek now, and uh, things are rolling uh, in all of our weeks, and uh, hopefully we see the Lord's hand at work uh, as we're uh, continuing along. Uh, we're starting a new uh, study today. Uh, we just finished up in Luke chapter 6, taking a real close look at some of the vignettes of teachings in that chapter uh, that mirror the teachings of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7. And uh, what a great uh, uh, lens we got into the heart and teachings of Jesus as he's laying out for his disciples and for those who would listen to him uh, what life as members of God's heavenly kingdom uh, is designed to look like. And today we move on into the book of Colossians. Colossians was written by the Apostle Paul, who was a convert to the Christian faith after having been a zealous persecutor of it. And we read of Paul's conversion to faith in Acts chapter 9. Paul's an amazing, amazing first century Christian in that um, after his encounter with the presence of Christ, with the person of Christ, in Acts chapter 9, uh, he becomes a passionate servant of Christ, a passionate evangelist of the gospel, a passionate church planter who planted churches all over uh, the ancient Near East. And um, his ripple effect of ministry effectiveness is still being felt today by modern uh, contemporary Christians who are learning from uh, Paul's words, who are challenged by his words and his ministry, and um, what a great treasure trove we have uh, in Paul's letters in the New Testament. Uh, the letter to the Colossians is a letter to a specific group of believers in an area where the Christian witness was taking root, and Paul had a particular uh, connection to them and a particular pastoral desire to um, see them continue walking in faith. Now, sometimes the letters take on a bit of a challenging or negative tone in that Paul is correcting some error or he is calling the church there to account for something he's learned about their behavior uh, in order to keep the gospel growing. In the first century, uh, not only were there political enemies to the gospel, those who still wanted to snuff it out because it 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 represented and um, had connection to Jesus, uh, but it had um, uh, theological enemies even within itself. And so keeping the gospel teachings focused and pure uh, was of key importance uh, to the first century church. And so Paul's letter to the Colossians is actually a positive letter, kind of a letter that builds off of the themes of the gospel and challenges the Colossian believers to continue growing in their faith and growing in their witness. And so we can expect a mostly positive teaching in this book. And um, so we're going to start today looking at Colossians 1, 1 through 8. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word and its good instruction. Uh, we move from the gospel into the letters, and today we see our uh, ancient brother Paul um, sharing faith with 
his beloved fellow believers in Colossae. And uh, Father, I pray that you would open our ears and hearts to your words of instruction through Paul's teaching. Uh, He was an apostle. He had a special calling uh, to be a church planner, an evangelist, uh, a church organizer, um, and a a preacher. And so, Lord God, uh, his witness and testimony linger still, and uh, the power of uh, his ministry continues to impact lives Uh, many thousands of years uh, after the founding of the church. And so, Lord, we thank you for his teaching. We pray that you would, by way of your Holy Spirit, open us to receive all that you have for us today and give us the courage to apply it in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to get started reading here. Colossians 1, verses 1 through 8. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and also told us of your love in the Spirit. We're going to stop there today because this introduction is really kind of exciting. Uh, There's so much going on in this passage, so many things rooted in context and history. Um, But there's some simple things, too, that I want to draw our attention to. Um, Paul opens the letter on a very positive note. And one of the first things that he says to them is, hey, we have been praying for you. We keep hearing this good report that your faith in Jesus is on fire and that you're expressing love for all God's people. And um, so he's hearing good reports about the Colossian believers, and he is celebrating the good news of their growth and faith, of their passionate love for Christ and for the other believers. We can imagine that they were doing things, uh, kind things. They were supporting one another. They were encouraging the broken, the sick, the hurting among them. They were administering uh, the ministry of Christ in a beautiful way. And so Paul celebrates that. Um, And then he kind of goes theological in verse 5, saying, you know, we've heard of this and your actions and love uh, on the basis of the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven. And he's saying, you would only be behaving this way. You would only be doing these things because of what has already been done for you in Christ. And uh, <laughs> and he says, you've been doing this since you heard the true gospel message, the message of the gospel uh, that has come to you. And so they are recipients of the gospel. They were once not walking with Christ and are now walking with Christ. They're the result of someone's evangelism. And you and I are the result of someone's evangelism. A mother, a father, a grandma, a grandpa, a Sunday school teacher, a neighbor, who shared Christ with us and maybe convinced our folks to let us go to vacation Bible school or something like that. We can all think back on our story, and there are saints ahead of us who came sharing faith with us. 
And what a thing to celebrate. I celebrate those people in my life, and I'm so very grateful. I would not be who I am, and I would not be where I am without them. And I praise God. They are a part of the cloud of witnesses that welcomed me uh, to walk with Jesus. And we have the same privilege, my friends, of sharing faith with others and welcoming people who are living far from Christ uh, to be his disciples. Uh, and in the same way, Paul says that uh, the gospel is bearing fruit across the world. And uh, the same is true today. I love hearing stories out of other places in the world where the gospel is having impact. The continent of Africa uh, and China, where the church is growing, and South Korea, where the church is growing, and uh, places all throughout the world where we hear testimonies of the growth of the church, sometimes through the lens of persecution, harsh persecution. In some of these places, it's not even... Um, publicly legal for a person to follow Jesus. And so we should celebrate when we see the gospel bearing fruit and growing in the world. Um, And uh, he says, it's been growing uh, since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. He lifts up a servant named Epaphras, who was an evangelist who came to the Colossian people and faithfully ministered uh, Christ on Paul and Timothy's behalf, he came as an emissary, uh, uh, an evangelist trained in the way of Paul who uh, lifted up the gospel in that region and was beginning to have impact. And uh, Epaphras reported back to Paul and the other leaders uh, who were journeying with him about uh, the Colossians' love in the Spirit. And so the testimony of their uh, faith and of their good works was making its way back to Paul. Now, we need to be careful that they're not lifting these works up because they're celebrating the work. They're celebrating the spirit that motivates the work, the spirit of love and truth and the gospel that motivate them to reach others with the gospel. They were not just doing good things for the sake of doing good things. They were motivated by the love of Christ in them, the spirit of Christ in them to reach others who are hurting and lost and broken. And so that good word was getting back to Paul and he was celebrating it. So um, I want to encourage us with all the things we're reading here to continue on in our own journey, to not get weary and lifting the gospel up in our own efforts at evangelism, but to stay at it, it can be so discouraging. And to stay connected in community with others who will spur us on to continue as Christ's disciples. Hey, thanks for listening today. I hope your uh, midweek is going well, and we'll be back at it tomorrow morning. Thanks again. God bless.